0: Main Education Matters is taped before a live studio audience.
1: Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt. Matt, my name is Matt,
0: and I'm Matt too. We today, Matt, are going to be reviewing testimony. People go to this to the uh, Burton Cross Center, Room 208. There, and when there's public hearing, what that means is that people testify. People, people. They, they say stuff. They have opinions. People have opinions.
1: And what we do is talk about those opinions with our own opinions. We,
0: we do. Because everyone has opinions.
1: So let's talk about the first like one. Like armpits. Still, let's talk about the first one. LD2. 47, it's an act to increase the amount of time school counselors and social workers spend providing students direct and indirect counseling.
0: Now, if you remember this one, this was the one where it said 80% of a school counselor's or social worker's time had to be direct with direct or indirect services to students. So there was the issue that could have been where if you have a school district, a rural school district who has a social worker or counselors and there's a teacher shortage, those are now going into the classrooms or the to other reasons or other services or, that schools need. This is to say 80% of your time has to be with direct or indirect services to kids.
1: So this one, if I remember correctly when we previewed this one, it was like, well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So we'd, it's not we'd, a bad thing. No, right? it's not
0: a bad thing. We, gen- we, 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 we said basically, yeah, that, that makes some sense to do that. They have some questions about implementation of it. How would it actually go through? What kind of ripple effect would it have? And that
1: is where the testimony went. It is exactly where the testimony went. A lot of people talking about great idea how do we do this in our tiny bit tiny buildings where we only have so many people and they have to do some other things sometimes just because you have to one of them said uh, have to talk about lunch duty and a recess and i've only got like eight people in the building and to make it fair you're kind of saying these people are special they don't have to do that because they are counselors slash social workers and now you're putting more onus to, to some of their colleagues, as it were. And these are the people in our opposition. They're like, yeah, we don't, we're not comfortable with that. Right. We like the every single person, even the ones who testified against, were like, great idea. We can do better than putting a restriction on what you can do in your school and what you can't do. There's got to be a better way to do this. That, that was my takeaway from the, from the uh, good, good amount of testimony on this one.
0: Decent amount of testimony. Yeah, there was there, there was that, and I, I agree. That's that's what it all was. It was, um, I, I like one testimony that said, "Our jobs are confusing as it is." <laughs> right. Yep. Being a counselor, no <laughs> one really know. knows what a counselor does. What this is gonna do, is just say, "Well, now what does a counselor do?" Because we have all these needs over here, but the counselor is just over there doing whatever they do. So it actually get take, might take them more away from the student population.
1: Yeah, uh, so that one that one kind
0: of was
1: kind of as we expected, I guess.
0: I think we 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 did a fairly decent job. Of, I'd say a B minus on predicting that one. Maybe a maybe at eighty one percent. Definitely not a seventy nine percent. Huge difference there, two percentage points.
1: Call back to the fall. Let's talk about the next one, which is LD four hundred six. An act to establish regional school leadership academies.
0: It was. It was presented by uh, Representative Cornfield, and uh, if you remember, this was to establish regional school leadership academies for principals. For principals, this was the professional development piece for principals and other school leadership. We kind of came from the direction of like, hey, what about curriculum coordinators? Hey, we're what we're what, what about us? What about us? Oh, <laughs> so
1: and that as actually was one of the pushbacks. From one of the committee members. So, I did attend the work sessions for these bills last week, uh, which was cool. So, again, a work session is when public hearing is over, so there's no more input. The bill becomes the property of the committee, as it were, so they can talk about it, they can amend it, they can completely change it. Right. uh, And then it gets voted out uh, to either go to the House and Senate or not. Uh, So, I attended these, and some of the conversation was pretty cool. Um, one of the representatives, Representative Brennan actually, wanted to make sure that the word educator was in there for leadership com- uh, committees. Oh, good. And his point was it's not always about administrators. We want our teachers to step up also, but they have to be trained a little bit, figure out how to do that.
0: Absolutely.
1: So Leadership
0: there, is a skill.
1: There was a little argument about this one. I would say argument about – The definition of educator. An educator is defined as – I think it's defined as – I have it hard right here. Let's see. It's defined, I believe, as – Can't you just
0: look at the man in the mirror and say what an educator is defined as? I don't think
1: that's the way the law works.
0: That's how my
1: law works. Okay. I look at your
0: image of a man in the mirror.
1: (laughs) So the point was (laughs) – the idea is that educator is defined as administrator or teacher.
0: Okay. So
1: uh, the, the person who, who presents these, this is the legislative analyst, is Hillary Rissler, and she said that same thing. She says, well, you don't really have to put teacher in because it would make it redundant. Because it's already defined as educator, includes teachers. So when you're defining this as educator... You don't have to put that in. We don't like to do that, she said, which is fair. They don't. You don't want redundancies in laws because you could have, uh, as you said before, some ripple effects and stuff. Right. And he was adamant that we put that in, make it clear that this is also available for teacher leadership positions. And she's like, it's your bill. It's your law. You can do whatever you want. I'm just advising you. You don't really have to. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I want that in. And everybody's like, I want that in, too. And she's like, okay, that's right. totally fine. Of course, I mean that's it is there, but they can write it any way they want. Uh, and I liked going to the work sessions because we get these nice blue sheets. They are they they
0: are pretty blue. They are
1: wicked nice. So they talk about uh, it's from the Office of Policy and Legal Analysis, and each committee has a legislative analyst. They also have a legislative a financial analyst if there's any uh, like money attached to this one that they could present what's going on. And so what they do. Uh, this time it's Hillary Rissler, and she presents a summary of the bill. She, uh, like, kind of reviews testimony. Wonder where she got that idea. And everyone's taken our ideas. My God, I don't think they did this but this year. I mean, before this year, I think they clearly have stolen our well, ideas.
0: And if they're not stealing ideas, I hope they're using us as reference. God, I hope so. So it if also, you are if you are using us as reference and you're listening to this, let us know on Twitter at Main Ed Matters or on Facebook at Main Education Matters. Truth.
1: I like these blue sheets <laughs> continuing because it talks about what the community requested for additional information, right. which sometimes they do in the public hearing, um, and they talk about preliminary fiscal impacts, and that's that looks to be about it. Sometimes they have some background info also. Uh, one of them, including this one, uh, this one uh, four hundred six that we're talking about, does have some background info about the last couple of legislative sessions about how it's gone through and said it started with a task force on school leadership in the 127th legislature uh, another bill came out uh, r- implementing certain recommendations of the task force of the task force sorry uh, it got vetoed because it had a lot of money attached to it mm-hmm. uh, 128th legislature which is the last one uh, it was also vetoed uh, it had no fiscal note. It enacted a chapter on school management and leadership centers, but really it just nothing really happened with it. Uh, vetoed, I'm assuming that means vetoed by the governor and not uh, not voted against by the committee. I'm well, just going to get – it doesn't say that specifically, but I'm guessing
0: vetoed well, if is said, a governor thing, If, right? it, says, if it said – if it was ought not to pass by committee, it would say oh, ought not to pass, wouldn't it? Because you're not – the committee doesn't veto anything. Learn that from Schoolhouse Rock. You sing, I, I could if you'd like me to. No, I'm so, just a bill. Said no, I'm just a bill. So that one was good because it gave some. Hill.
1: It gave some background info, which was good for the committee. But I like this because they do this at the beginning of when they review the bill at the work session, and then they talk about it, and then sometimes they vote that day, and sometimes they table it for another day, which has happened to numerous bills. It has. Um, so I like these little blue sheets. One of my things is why don't they put these blue sheets out on the website? I wish they did. That would be ideal, and I'm going to ask for that. I think now, that I, I, I would... now that we're apparently co-sponsoring bills, and uh, <laughs> again, listen to our entire feed for that. Uh, they, these are fascinating because it does review testimony. It talks about background info. It talks about fiscal stuff before it gets to the
0: it's, committee. It's so amazingly helpful to see. You no, know, not just be beyond, beyond testimony to see. This is part of the decision-making process that the legislators had that, you know, no one else knows about unless you are in the room. You would never see this really well-done, thoughtful analysis and summary of the bill, the historical take on it, and the other financial or other legal or statutory implications that this bill could have. That's really – it's really great stuff. We want the blue sheets. We want the blue sheets. Or blue. really any color of the sheets. I don't care what the color I don't is. I care
1: what color they're on. Right. Kind of like the blue. The blue is nice. So, wait, what are we doing here? Well,
0: oh, we're reviewing testimony. We're reviewing testimony. Instead of complaining. That's so, what we do. We're still talking about LD406, uh, an act to establish regional school academies. Yeah. Right? And correct me if I'm wrong, not a whole heck of a lot of testimony on this one. Nah. Um, most of it in favor.
1: Yep. We're like, great idea we great, need more all training in support of people to move up in leadership.
0: There, I, I because it stands out, there's one, and I only really do this one issue, one um, example, or one sample of against testimony. Okay, and it says, um, it's a it establishes a process in which SAUs can enter into a collaborative agreement for the creation of these academies. Um, one. Regional School Leadership Academy is already planned in one of the regional service centers in the state. Each regional service center's governing board may design their academy to fit within the needs of the service area. The language in this bill outlines a detailed model for establishing an academy that may not fit well in other regional areas and, furthermore, may prove to be restrictive for developing other projects. This position testimony was presented by the Department of Education.
1: Yeah, which was interesting. It was. That that did come up a little bit in some of the discussions was – Um, the Bangor School District has entered in one of those regional service centers to create a leadership academy. Right. So what I'm reading from that piece of testimony was it's already allowed. Why are you doing it again? Right. And apparently it could potentially restrict some of them. And one of the other pieces of testimony here had said the same thing. It talked about how it could be a little restrictive because they're taking regional service centers. Let me find this here. Regional service centers out. Uh, Here we go. This one was by um, Eileen King of MSMA, and she says we support the overall intent but oppose Section 6, which eliminates regional school leadership academies from the list of approved projects eligible for funding from fetis This is the same fund that is cited as a source of revenue for this proposal. So it was a little confusing. It says, our concern is we don't want to disrupt any programs already approved or in the development stages under the fund guidelines. So that was that was really there. They they liked the idea, but the language a little confusing on that one. Yeah. Which is it's fair. Completely legitimate. And they, they talked about it. And I uh, Honestly, I don't really remember exactly where they voted, but I think they said ought to pass as
0: amended, one of those as amended. One of those as amended. Yeah. Um, Well, if you wanted to find out an easy way to look at whether or not the the, the history of a bill through the uh, Education and Cultural Affairs Committee, where might they be able to go? So
1: there is a a spreadsheet. Oh. An amazing spreadsheet. There's a spreadsheet. So we have a spreadsheet on – Uh, that we've linked to, which is on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed somewhere, that goes through every bill that goes through the Education Committee. Oh, and the Cultural Affairs Committee, but we don't care about those. We don't really care about cultural affairs. We deleted those. So it tells you when the public hearings are, when the work sessions are, when we are reviewing these pods, and what happens when they vote out of committee. So we're getting to the point that there's way too many that are out of committee that next go to the House and Senate. And we're going to be tracking those votes too. We will be. Which is a ton of stuff.
0: Yeah. I don't know if we'll actually have, I don't know how we're going to talk about all of those. We might just have to say, hey, you want to keep updated, check out the spreadsheet. That's where the most updated information is because we want to keep talking about things like the testimony and what the previews of the bills are, what's happening in the work sessions. And of course, if something big happens, we'll talk about that. But I just, I don't know how we're going to do it. So this one, I'm looking at our spreadsheet right now. We have
1: previewed, counting through March 21st, we have previewed 56 bills. 56. That's a good number. We have learned testimony of about 30 bills. If you remember back when we started, there's 208 education bills. Okay, take some of the cultural affairs ones out. We're probably around 190. We've got a
0: long way to go. That's also assuming that no more have been added, which I don't know (laughs) if that's the case. Depressed now. (laughs) I I, I have a firm belief that others have snuck in the fold.
1: If you've made it this far with us, you're just going to keep on going.
0: You will. You've got to now. You've got to. We're in your feed. We're in your ears. We're in your head. So with that, let's go to the last one. You're in our hearts.
1: Oh, that was so nice. (laughs) Let's go to our last one. Our last one for
0: the uh, testimony.
1: Yeah. Our last one is LD662. It's an ACT account study abroad towards secondary school credit.
0: Right. And if I remember correctly, you didn't understand or know what problem this was solving.
1: Nope. And let's look at the language again. Yep. It talks about awarding credits equal to one-third of the direct instruction hours received, or they could be, get a cer- certificate, or they could pass a test when they get back. We're like, uh, don't know. So, this one was presented by Representative Fecto of Augusta, who's the representative Fecto who's on the committee, and co-sponsored by a whole number of people, including most of the Education Committee. So it's really interesting to see what is about to happen here. Right. So Representative Fecto came up, and he uh, talked about why he did this. And Representative Fecto is currently a German teacher at Cook High School in Reedfield is on leave right now. I need to say that because it says right here in his testimony uh, to do this work. So he's a German teacher. So he's done lots of um, partnerships with places in Europe that kids get to go back and forth to. And he's saying, I'm going to quote with some of this one, uh, quote. unfortunately for so many students, their worldly experience ends there with uh, basically little like trips. Studying abroad is largely considered an experience reserved for the university students. Also fair. Very fair. Yeah, my daughter was uh, spent a semester abroad in Norway just last year, for example. For example, 10,000 U.S. students find themselves studying in Germany, and almost every single one of those is a university student. Interesting. In the U.S., over 332,000 students studied abroad in the 16-17 school year, and most of those are university students. Not a lot of high schoolers going over there.
0: I say this much right now. I've got to sneak this in since we're talking about this. Um, at this moment, right now as we are recording this. Right now. Right now as we're recording this in, in March, whatever date this is, of 2019, there is a student from Dexter Regional High School in Dexter, Maine, who is studying in our sister school in Suzhou, China.
1: For the semester?
0: For about eight weeks, yeah. Eight, nine weeks. That's amazing. Yeah, we're, and we also sent one of our teachers over there, too, who is also doing some teaching over there, too. So when they get back... Are they mm-hmm. going to get credit for what they did? That's the question. that we're That's in front of us okay. with this bill, isn't it? So let's
1: keep talking about this one a little bit. So one Representative Fectos when it goes on to say, one of the biggest barriers for students studying abroad is coming up short on credits. Few students can afford to go a year without earning a credit and still graduate on time.
0: So then he just, I just I love does this stuff again. I, I love reading this stuff and hearing this stuff because that's exactly what we said in the preview. That was our concern about why this might be an issue. Because they might not, might, might not want to go. Because they might be short on credits. As if you needed another reason to listen
1: to us. I know we are correct on this. We're these just things. right, man. It's it's hard work being this good. So. <laughs> so let's talk about the other <laughs> testimony here. Uh, there are, two supports and two against, even handed. Let's talk about this, both sides. Let's talk Fair and about. Uh, you decide. We. Yeah, a lot. <clears throat> so the MEA is in favor of this one.
0: The Maine Education Association, not the Maine Education Assessment.
1: Um, I would not know if the Maine Education Assessment is in favor or not, since they might be involved
0: by taking the test, right, to get credit. I'm going to say they're in favor, also. Well, okay, it's, it's finally made the, I'm not going to. I'm not going to speak for them. I'm going to allow them to speak for themselves. Okay. Uh, if you I'm are, allow them.
1: if you are the Maine Education allow them. Assessment. Please get in touch with us, and we'd be happy to speak
0: with you. We, or we would love to talk to you about a few things, <laughs> Let's get both back on and off the record.
1: So this one, the MEA uh, talks about their testimonies relatively short, but uh, one of the key pieces that I thought, and this is, uh, is made by Grace Levitt, who is the president of the MEA, and she's a high school Spanish teacher. So it kind of fits in with the whole trip thing and studying abroad, so she knows what she's talking about. And a quote, she says, at times, the guidance counselors at my school have asked me or other language teachers to examine the students' transcripts and records from their time abroad in order to help with the decision whether to award them credit for the classes here that may be equivalent to the courses they took while abroad. And then she goes on to say that may not be happening in all schools. So this kind of forces that issue, which, again, we talked about in our preview. We did. So that is that that one. We had a a resident – from Porter that uh, said, yes, I like this. That was about it.
0: Uh, That was about uh, it. It was very short.
1: So here's the opposition ones. Uh, Opposition was uh, MSMA talked about uh, that this already happens. Our association supports this bill because what constitutes transferable course credits is and should remain a local decision that schools are well-equipped to make. Districts already review credits when a student transfer from another district They're done by the principal's office. I'm going to paraphrase a little bit. It's done by the principal's office, more like the guidance staff. They review transcripts, see how it fits into content standards, blah, blah, blah. Whether a student is in-state, out-of-state, study abroad, the system is basically the same. So don't do this because it's the purview
0: of the school district. That's pretty consistent with the rest of their testimony when it comes to anything changing current practice in school, it seems.
1: The other piece of testimony was from the DOE basically said the same type of thing. You already do this. We already do this. We already have a process for this one. There's no need to do it. So uh, some of the discussion of this was interesting from what I'm remembering. Uh, this was, was sure, a, because you were there. Yeah, I was there for this one, yeah. It was about a week or so ago. And again, not a lot of testimony here. I'm looking at our cool blue sheets here and it doesn't cost anything, which is fine. The uh, committee asked MSMA whether there has been challenges in school districts by students who are not being awarded credit to see, is this a problem that we're trying to solve or is this not a problem? And they said, we haven't heard anything. Nothing's come to us. So the, clearly this has happened. I'm going to speculate a little bit here. Representative Fecto is a teacher, probably happened in his school or in a school that he's worked in in the past and he wants to solve that problem which good for him right that's absolutely it absolutely but it might be a better if we have a different process for that one um, i was talking to some of the people in my district about this like if this happens what do you do and they were talking about transfers from other places uh, but if i'm going somewhere and we've had kids like go off and come back eight weeks like like the student that you said is is in china or two months, or six months, or I guess two months and eight weeks are the same thing, but you know what I mean. If it's a semester, if it's a year, if you're going. No one's
0: listening that closely.
1: No, that's very true. Not even me, apparently. (laughs) So what's the process? And they said, well, we usually try to figure out what they're going to do ahead of time, what the expectations are, and when they come back, they kind of show what they've already done. And then we kind of give them what they learned. They have evidence for that one. We don't do credits in our district, but it's the same idea. That same idea. This is same what idea. I've done. Here's the evidence of what I've done. What are you going to give me for it? Th- and that's that's fine. That's worked out usually ahead of time. And we try to say if people are gone uh, or going somewhere, uh, let us know what you're going to do, and we'll figure out when you get back. So there's a
0: process already. There's A lot of schools already have this. So
1: I'm not sure what the, what the problem was trying to solve as a state as opposed to just maybe it was an individual school, which I'm finding out as we're going through these hundreds of bills, that's a lot of the problems are trying to solve a problem in a local town that somebody's heard of, which I'm not against in any way, shape, or form, but getting that discussion out that it's really, that's a local problem and not a state problem. Yep. And some of these are finding, oh, we do have a problem with that one. And those bills kind of fly right through because they're like, oh, that makes total sense. But a lot of it is like, just talk to the people in your local town. Yeah. So that's a local thing.
0: Solve. You can solve that locally with just a couple of.
1: Yeah. Figure it out. A couple of emails and a couple of meetings. That's all it takes. So that was, that was really interesting conversation about that one. Um, Because, and it it seems like that's not, not necessary as it were. Yep. That concludes our testimony. That's it. Of February 25th. Again, the work sessions already happened. So if you want to find out the exact votes, go to our spreadsheet,
0: go to our spreadsheet. It's all right there
1: it's called 2019 many education bills yep and it's sorry
0: cultural affairs mm, again it is i think i believe it's pinned to our facebook page and we'll tweet it out again absolutely um, also we'll tweet out a, a picture or or two of one of the blue sheets since we referenced that so we'll 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 share that out as we well we want
1: the blue sheets for all of these they're, they're awesome
0: they're they're great they're very helpful although they
1: but, are kind of stealing our thunder a little bit
0: I, Unless they I, already I don't, stole I don't, it, I don't think it's stealing a And it. they've
1: never done this before. That's what I'm going to guess. Yeah, pretty okay. sure that's wrong because
0: I uh, remember these last year. They've, they've, they've always done these. Darn it! We're, we're the new we're the new kids on the block. Ah, uh, you got no good joke there. I'm the Donnie Wahlberg of this
1: ship. Really? You hanging tough over there on the other <laughs> side of the table?
0: And uh, we got the right stuff. That's all me. I got. Okay, I think we're finishing.
1: <laughs> Again, as Matt said, follow us on Twitter and Facebook to find out all of this information. Uh, so, you don't just have to listen to us. You can go and actually find out some information for yourself, which was the whole point of doing this podcast. Whole point. Trying to just uh, put it out there and say these things are happening. Uh, if you like going to testify, I would suggest it highly. It's really fun, it's really nerve wracking at times. And here's a hint don't touch the microphone, it's very sensitive. It's,
0: it's, it, yeah, it's, it, it's in a weird way. They do it in a weird way. You're at a, you're at a big lectern. And it's very intimidating because you're standing there and the whole committee's in front of you, and there's this long, um, long, thin microphone. And remember it's, the it's, match game? Yes, exactly. It's the match game microphone. It's the match game microphone. God, we're old. We are very old. <laughs> and uh, but but instead of you know you you walk up there and it's pointing straight up to the sky. And so you immediately. And so you want to go to. And they're like, no, 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 no stop. No, stop. Stop right up, because apparently the microphone is super sensitive. Yes, and being a person who has listened to a number of uh, testimony and work sessions, it really is sensitive. And when you have, you know, like Senator Millette back there talking, and she's she's back here talking away from the microphone, so I'm leaning in trying to hear, and then the person testimony is talking right up here into the microphone. It's very just, it's it's very hard on the ears. So don't – let the microphone be up there. Let's leave it as it is. That is our hint for the day. Yeah. And we will
1: talk to you again next time when we review public uh, – review testimonies and preview public hearings. And then we have a, a, a couple of special ones coming out that aren't in the education committee, but we think they're education-related. Uh, we'll, we'll have those
0: out, you know, sometime. Yeah. Just uh, main education matters. Special episode. Hi. <laughs>